Welcome to the 10-Minute Transformation Podcast. I'm Dave Milford, and I'm glad you're here. Many Christians are born again, but not transformed, not deeply changed in the way they think their character, attitudes, and actions. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to become who God dreamed you could be and complete the works He planned for you to do. And we do that by following the transformation path created in Romans 12. We use God's weapons to tear down ungodly beliefs, heal your emotional wounds, and renew your mind as Holy Spirit creates Jesus' character and heart in you. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and welcome to the tribe. As a home group leader, I've had people come to me really frustrated because they couldn't understand something in the Bible. There's something that they needed to understand. And we're going to talk about that today. The Bible is alive. It speaks to me, said Martin Luther. When I was a new Christian in my early 30s, my pastor preached a sermon about faith that rocked my world. The scripture he used burned in my heart. I heard his call to action, have faith. That's what I wanted more than anything in the world. But my pastor didn't say how. So while shaking hands on the way out of church, I told him I loved the message. He beamed. I asked, um, how can I do that? After several awkward moments of hemming and hawing, he said to just do it. I should never play poker. Dismay was written all over my face. He saw this was important to me, and he invited me to his office that week to talk about it. I went. He didn't have answers then either. I was shocked and dismayed. I've heard dozens of messages like that over the years. Messages with a call to action, but not a clue as to the process of walking in that truth. Practically, how can I do that? More recently, in a home group, a dear friend was deeply troubled at the Bible teaching that day. She said it was exactly what she needed, but at the same time, she said she'd been trying to do that and really trying, and she just couldn't. She just didn't know how. So she finally asked, practically, how can I do that? Several well-meaning friends gave advice or shared wisdom. Most of it was good general advice. Some was, well, it was contradictory. And I noticed that the advice reflected the personality and character of the advice givers. My friend just continued quietly to cry. And then I heard Holy Spirit tell me that none of that was what she needed. Holy Spirit encouraged her to just rest in him. Accept the truth of what the scripture said and just be still and he would take care of it. He was telling her that he was going to help her do it. I told her what God had said. You could feel the shift in the atmosphere in the room. Others confirmed that that was what God was saying to her. God's word told her what to do. Holy Spirit showed her how to do it. We need Holy Spirit to help us do what God desires. British Bible teacher Derek Prince explains, The word must work with the Spirit. He begins with Psalm 33, 6 in the King James Version. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. The Hebrew word for breath is ruach, which is also the word for spirit. Thus, all of creation came about through two agents, the word of God and the spirit of God. Everything that exists, has existed, or will exist, owes its origin to these two forces working together. The word must work with the spirit. You cannot speak without breathing. This is a picture of how God speaks to. Every time he speaks a word, it is carried by his breath, his spirit. The Word and the Spirit of God always go together. The Word and the Spirit of God brought the universe into being, and they continue working together to sustain it. This is from Derek Prince, Prayers and Proclamations, a book I highly recommend. I'll include a link in the podcast description. 
the Spirit and the Word. So, as Derek said, it's the Holy Spirit and the Word working together. The Bible contains the great truths of God. The Holy Spirit works in us the ability to understand it and the power to live it. God never intended for us to go out on our own and try to live as the Bible says we should. Jesus warned us in John 15, 5, without me, you can do nothing. We need to accept the absolute truth of this statement. By ourselves, you and I can do nothing in the spiritual realm. It wasn't enough for Jesus to take away our sin and restore to us our position as sons and daughters of God. We can't see or understand the spiritual realm. 1 Corinthians 2.14 in the NASB says, But a natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. We couldn't be left alone spiritually. We would be deaf, blind, and helpless against Satan. And we see the history of this with with the people of Israel. Time and time again, they fell away from God. Jesus promised, I will never leave you as orphans in John 14, 18. And he said in John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever. God gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth, to reveal the spiritual realm to us and to tell us what's going to happen in the future. See John 16, 13. Jesus actually told the disciples, it's better for you that I go away because then Father will give you the Holy Spirit who will live in in you, to remain with you. And this is from John 16, 7. Holy Spirit knows our hearts much better than we do. He knows what we need to make the Word of God come alive in our lives. He's the one who changes us to become like Jesus. Holy Spirit of the Word of God working together transform us in the new people by changing the way we think. Now, I've talked about that quite a bit because this is a transformation podcast. See Romans 12, 2. Holy Spirit sanctifies us. To be sanctified means to be made holy, and it also means to be set apart for God's purposes. Romans fifteen sixteen in the NIV says that we are sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Galatians five twenty two to 23 in the Passion Translation says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but it's it's clearer language here. This is what the Holy Spirit produces in us. We are the transformee. He is the transformer. God's word also sanctifies us. John 17, 17, and then IV says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. That's Jesus' prayer. Today is activation. Approach the Bible as a living book. Approach the Bible knowing you need to have Holy Spirit reveal Spiritual truth before you will understand. Martin Luther knew that in 1799 when he wrote, The Bible is alive. It speaks to me. It has feet. It runs after me. It has hands. It lays hold of me. The disciples in their time asked Jesus what his teachings meant. Jesus said, Holy Spirit would be given to us to lead us into all truth. We can and should ask Holy Spirit questions. As you read the Bible today, I want you to stop and ask Holy Spirit these two questions. On the day of Pentecost, the crowd didn't understand why men who were clearly all local people were suddenly singing and praising God in foreign languages. That would be an amazing sight. So this huge crowd gathered. And first they asked in Acts 2.12 NASB, and they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? Peter explained. He stood up and he preached. 
After he preached, their hearts were moved. They asked a second question, Acts 2.37. And now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? These two questions invite Holy Spirit to open God's word to you, which is a very precious thing. So as you read today, even if you think you understand, take a moment to ask, Holy Spirit, what does this mean? And then listen. And once he reveals something to you, ask, what should I do? When God shows you something, don't stop there. I did that for years. I made that mistake. Bill Johnson says that revelation is an invitation to an encounter, and it's true. God reveals things to us so that we can get nearer to him. He also reveals things to us so we can use them. Ask God what to do with what he just showed you. P.S. <laughs> then write it down. If God thought it was important enough to tell you about it, you need to make sure you remember it. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And thank you for doing the activation to make transformation real in your life. Until next time.